Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. amazing. Indian descent Americans are taking over the country. You, my vice president, my speechwriter, Vanai, I tell you what. Books. Oh, no. Books are for p***ies. No, 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 no. Go get the gym. So you can hand me a mask? I can hand you one, yeah. But you can't hand me the drink without a mask? You've got to wear a mask. How does that make any sense? Why is it so many times that women, after they get married, let themselves go? Here's how way too many women are. Now look, I'm not saying every woman can be the epic, the epic trophy wife of all time, like Melania Trump. I'm not saying that at all. But all I can say is, not everybody looks like that. Amen. Not everybody looks like that. But, but you don't need to look like a butch either. Ooh. You know what, uh, Stuart Allen Clark, pastor? Don't ruin it for the rest of us. That is um, unwise, Pastor Clark. <laughs> I don't know exactly. And if you see this guy in social media, uh, you'll... I, I mean, this is pure... This is a Moab-level um, troll. Because this pa- pastor is nothing good to look at to begin with. <laughs> He, he's That's already. My favorite is when dudes who like have no business telling anyone how to look start in about how like women let themselves go. You know what? Just <laughs> take a seat on this. Very one. interesting sermon. So there's a, there's a lot wrong with this sermon because what you're doing, unfortunately, is you're putting every man in that audience in peril immediately. Mm-hmm. Every man will have to have a reckoning with his wife. Immediately. And this guy, Stuart Allen Clark, is speaking for all men as he drives this locomotive off the tracks, you know, into the gully. This is a dangerous sermon for guys, and he has done them 
the men no favors. Yeah. Unless- Keep it in your head. That voice that's talking, that needs to stay in your head as a dude. You just need to, like, lock it up. Why is it so many times that women, after they get married, let themselves go? <laughs> Damn, it's already troublesome. If you're a guy and you're in that, uh, what's the audience in a church called? Congregation. If you're in that congregation, you are looking straight ahead and you know waving your head from side to side. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is a. That is a. <laughs> This is unwise, unless unless it's possible that he's got to deal with the men in the congregation that they'll all, as a one singular force, get in a fight with their wives <laughs> and all go like to Vegas together or something. Because this is this is not good. Why is it? Why do they do that? Here's how way too many women are. I got him now. The chase is over. Hey, that's where you're wrong. The chase ain't never over. The chase ain't never over. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's Rick, treading on Rick, are knife. you saying the chase isn't over, Rick? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Pastor uh, Stuart Allen Clark is insane. The chase is never over. Can you imagine it? That is... I like what he's saying. Part of me likes what he's saying because he's suggesting that that you you're always competing. You know, just because there's a ring doesn't mean that you're allowed to be anything but your prize fighting condition. Because as men, you know, you mm-hmm. can be swapped out instantly. No, but he's saying it to the women, though. As well, women, you can be swapped right, out instantly. Right, right, right. So it is. <laughs> the. It's problematic in several ways because you would have to be, as as the guy in the relationship, you would have to be impeccable to be able to back this up, stand this mm-hmm. up, and say, no, you know what? What he said, what Stuart Ellen mm-hmm. Clark said, actually means a lot. You would yeah, also I have mean- to be a guy who who does an incredible amount of the responsibilities uh, in the relationship. You would have to be rock solid and bulletproof in your behavior and the way you handle yourself and your appearance. Mm -hmm. You'd have to be uh, impeccable physicality and and, uh, character to be able to say what he's saying right now. To be put yourself, to put yourself in the position where you are going to, (laughs) it is very dangerous. And by God, if he don't love me the way I look now, he ought to look at his own spare tire in the mirror. Now look, I'm not saying every woman can be the epic, the epic trophy wife of all time, like Melania Trump. I'm not saying that at all. Now, most women can't be trophy wives. Also already problematic. Some of you have no shot. <laughs> to be thoroughbreds, he's saying already. Some of you just were not given the tools. Those of you who are just simply <laughs> ugly, you're exempted from from this. It is not. It is not a. It's 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 something that I find few women like to hear. Mm-hmm. Although, and it's interesting that he says they can't be like. This is. The- <laughs> 
I'm going to, Alice, I am going to assert that Stuart Allen Clark voted for Donald J. Trump. I mean, I guess that's probably yes. accurate. Yes. And I think that Donald <laughs> Trump generally, he likes tens, if you don't know already. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah. And he likes them a bit younger than himself, I would and also venture. They always look good. Mm-hmm. And Melania Trump does always look good. Nothing that Stuart Allen yes. Clark says about Melania Trump in this diatribe is inaccurate. Right. She is She I- is impeccable. on point. Yes. Perfect. Always looks fantastic. And, um, you know, in that sense, she is absolutely batting a thousand for... Stuart Allen Clark. Looks, keeping uh, it together, outfits, yes. everything. She's perfect. But you, you know, like her, maybe you're maybe a participation trophy. I don't know, <laughs> but all I can say is, not everybody looks like that. Amen. Not everybody looks like that. But but you don't need to look like a butch either. Hey, here's something you need to know. Hold on, hold on. Now, <laughs> Stuart Allen so Clark has Stuart Allen Clark has brought in trophy. a new element <laughs> so, into this speaking situation. Speaking as a participation trophy. <laughs> Um, you know, I have my own personal style, and some might say that it leans a little much. Uh, I don't think so, Alex. I like my work boots. You work in a warehouse on an overnights. It I requires. I still like my work boots. I think they're cool. My like chunky that's fine. boots. It, it, it's the time. Right? That's and like, yeah. It, that's and like my okay. cargo pants. Like I think it's Stuart. Cool. Uh, you are Stuart Allen Clark is talking about somebody who has jettisoned uh <laughs> the characteristics of um, femininity exactly <laughs> i would say um so but that being said like i do feel that my style tends to be a little more butchy do you not think so uh no i don't really think no alice you're obviously you're a feminine woman no it's so i don't know it's not that's saying... not what he's talking about he's not talking about <laughs> he's not talking about 90s combat boots no. And skinny jeans. No? no. Okay. Well. He's talking about the yes, he's talking about a a metamorphosis <laughs> that um is more severe, I I would say and um So you would still count me in the participation trophy category. I don't yeah. know anything about anything. <laughs> I, all I know is that Stuart Allen Clark is not being is not speak is not speaking wisely here. And it I would. There is. I don't have them because I don't. I don't hang with um with people of low character. But there is certainly a double standard, and though there's a double, I'm not saying that's that's good. But there is a double standard. Mm-hmm. Men, you don't know it from me because I've kept myself looking good. I know. But 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 men generally generally marry up. In looks generally. So my mom has a theory, and mm-hmm. she's told me this. She says all men marry up, like just naturally. That's like because women are better. Like all men do marry up. Yeah. No, I think. Th- I mean, th- some men have made some bad choices there, but generally, yes. Generally, mm-hmm. generally, for any woman to be, for any woman to be intimate. With a man, it's a concession on the part of a woman. Yes, because women not? are beautiful and men are disgusting things. <laughs> Just yes, agreed. Yes, agreed. 
right, correct. So in that sense, I guess I almost believe with like the lesbian critical gender theory people who say that like all heterosexual sex is like by nature unnatural and like like in yeah, in a way, yeah. All women are like deigning to partake with men basically at all times. But you know, so in that sense, true. You need to know this. Men have a need for their women to look like women. Hey, sweatpants don't cut it all the time, huh? Wearing flip-flops and, and uh, pajamas to Walmart, uh, that ain't gonna work. Ain't nothing attractive about that. Jesus. This is, first of all, he's very entertaining. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he I would mean, be on the radio. You might listen, I might listen to this guy just to, just to re, I mean, talk about a guy who's just like grabbing every electric appliance in the house, plugging them in and diving into the bathtub. I mean, he is committed. <laughs> Committed to having no self-awareness and say shockingly insulting things. But once again, he's doing, he's really just, he's just completely flaming all the guys in the audience here. Because they have to deal yeah, with this. Yeah, they stuff. have to like not they, have they are in trouble. contact with Stuart their Stuart Allen Scott has put these guys in the doghouse for simply being there unless... You heard there's a smattering of applause in there. There's not too many men are like uh, committing. That's the single men are the ones who are like, yeah, right. let's go. The ones that have their wife or girlfriend there standing next to them are not clapping for this. I'm assuming. It ain't. And men want their wives to look good at home and in public. Can I get an amen? amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a resounding amen. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, the guy without a companion is like, yeah, damn right. Yeah, and some other guy said, no, he's a smart guy. The guy who said no, although a disgrace and a coward, <laughs> is practicing base level um, uh, self-preservation. You know, I condemn you loudly, uh, Pastor Stewart. I have never been so. You know what you would do? So if you're the guy here. After you're leaving, this is what you've got to do. Mm -hmm. On the way to the car in the parking lot, you've got to start fuming there. I can't believe it. That's some said. I'm just, I'm, honey, I'm really, I'm really just upset about what he said. I find it offensive, and I just, I, I don't know. And you've got to tr start. You've got to uh, massage yourself into such a ball <laughs> of angry energy for the uh, over the uh, horribly offensive things that this guy has said that even your wife would grow. Ideally, start to grow concerned about how upset you are. Oh, this really, this really hurt. This really upset Cliff. He was really offended. The honor of women. He was really. Mm -hmm. I mean, so he's then that and Stuart uh, Alan Clark has has done this. Mm -hmm. Also, though, so sort he has made men put this men in this position. Also, though, part of these men, some of these men, mm -hmm. may love that what he said, which to many men is a truth. Certainly not to me because I don't physicality is first of all I I'm married to a Melania Trump, and also my physicality wouldn't matter to me because I don't have that I don't I'm very virtuous that way, um, but these guys probably some of these guys are very happy it was said. Maybe their wives uh, have gained mm -hmm. weight. Maybe their wives are dressing down. Don't look like they the woman they were two years ago. So these guys are probably happy that that was even put out in the universe there. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe they'll think that, you know, this might I mean, take, do people this not might take, think... Cindy might go back and, uh, you know, lose the 18 pounds. Okay. And... okay, but to be honest, like, do you think women 
are unaware of the standards of beauty for women? Like, do you think I don't think women, they're unaware, but I think that do you think women who are overweight or trying to lose weight or whatever, like, or have let themselves go, quote unquote, like, do you think that they don't know that they're not as hot anymore? That there aren't like three thousand forces a day telling them that they've let themselves go and they're not as hot and they've haven't they need to lose weight and their husband's going to leave them for someone hotter. Like, do you think that there's well, not like, I mean. Do the men who are married to those women really think that they just need somebody to say it to them because no one's been brave enough to tell them that they're fat? Because, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that women are surrounded by forces telling them they're fat, like, well, a million times a day. And, like, we're, you know, I, I think we women who need to lose a few pounds believe that we need to lose a I few know pounds. you're not talking about you because you remain perfect. <laughs> but, but, no, but there is... I do think also that, man, especially if you're probably, if you don't have kids and if you're newlyweds, mm-hmm. I think that men, especially younger men, men consider having a a beautiful, gorgeous, perfectly shaped, curvy girl, uh, uh, wife, a, that's a really big thing. That is great. It's bragging rights. Your friends like that kind of stuff. And then... For and I've and I've dated when I was in my twenties a couple of women and like and, and you've you've experienced some of this and the the dating Tom became blimp Tom six <laughs> months later they're like what and uh, and I've actually anytime that happened I was taking the task about they they made no bones about the fact that they would did I not want took you to task that, no you haven't taken me to task but the, the other, others didn't want Tommy the hot uh, sleeping uh, I mean anywhere near them. But also, I've also dated. Tell me that. I've also dated. I've also. Uh, I've also remember when I was very young, Alice. Mm-hmm. And this is when I was very young. I had a girlfriend who was even younger. It was I was twenty one. She was nineteen or something. And she was. Mm-hmm. She had. Uh, I would say her physicality was notable. And to my friends, and of course, I, as a twenty one year old, I was already not only was I immature because I was twenty one, mm-hmm. but I was profoundly immature for a 21 year old <laughs> well, I mean, so i was thrilled that. that my friends my guide friends the dogs the is pigs this, the, um it's no, no 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 but i was thrilled that my guy the guy friends mm-hmm. would um uh, appreciated the physicality okay. and i thought it was great well she then probably a year later or whatever had maybe gained like 15 pounds maybe not mm-hmm. to the point where she still looked beautiful she was physically beautiful etc but she was not the thing from before right which was kind of just ridiculous mm-hmm. and i and i remember her saying saying to me you know i love i know that i don't have the same like body i had before but i'm really comfortable i like being this way i like i like being you know in it, Mm-hmm. She was, you know, she was really thin before, and now she was more like normal people before. Right. But and I said, "Oh, good," but I didn't mean "oh, good." Mm-hmm. I didn't want that. I was, I was like, uh, I was happier when, when that ex- people were like, "Oh my god!" Right. Well, especially because it was me, so I was already batting way above my. Right. I mean, so. 
if I'm going to be like really honest about this whole thing, I would say that this is like what I think the point of Christian marriage is, right? Is that you're yeah, not going to take the fun out of this. Alice. I am going to take the fun oh, out of it God. a little, a little tiny bit. Take the fun out, right? Is that like okay? I get the idea of what the pastor is saying. We all like hot people, right? Don't I mean? Do you like hot people? I like hot people. Yes. Do you like people to be attractive? You like them to be. Why young can't you and say women when you say it to about me? <laughs> well, I'm trying to universalize to all of us. Okay, I, got I it. like hot people too. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, we all like people to be attractive and all this stuff, but the idea is that when we get married, we decide to be with somebody forever, even if they turn out to, like, not be hot 30 years from now. Well, 30 years from any time, that's game ball where, yeah, it's over. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, like, when you're in your 20s versus when you're in your 50s. Uh, I shouldn't say it's right? over. Like, there are people who remain very attractive. Okay, but what I'm saying is that, like, the idea of marriage as a concept is that, like, you're not just about chasing the hottest person who will have you. Is mm-hmm. that you're, like, with this person that you decided to be with, right? So, like, doesn't the whole thing of, like, yeah, you need to stay hot to keep your husband, like, doesn't that kind of go against the idea of Christian marriage? Which is Yes, that, like, but men you have like to, to know be- that that's out there. I know. So, but that's like what I think is toxic all, about the, the anti-marriage forces in the world is that like, you know, when you're married to somebody, this is a person that you've decided to be with and you're going to like work with them on this stuff, you know, whether it's what's natural to them or not, right? Like I mean, you were a little well, bit skinnier when I met you yes, and I correct. was a little bit skinnier correct. when I met you, too. When you met me, yeah, mm-hmm. when, we right. were both skinnier, I would say, when yes. we met. Yes. So and like though, whoa, 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 okay. I was already in the realm of a fat. I was already a card carrying member. So like, so once you you're bought over- me fat, <laughs> but not this fat. Correct. So and you didn't buy me this fat either. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you look perfect to me as usual. So, but I was skinnier when you met me. Like 30 pounds skinnier. Uh, I remember you wearing different clothes when mm-hmm. I met you. Yes. Yeah. So I was skinnier when you met me. Mm-hmm. And you were skinnier. You were 30 I- pounds skinnier? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four kids will do that to a person. It's crazy. It's crazy. Not, I mean, not to you, but. Yeah. Then what happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So. But I don't know. I think that's like you bought what you bought. Like sometimes people get fat. Eh, well, right. But the I brochure, mean, the brochure said you have super hot wife to be in window A. That's what the brochure said. And then, mm-hmm. well, yeah. And this is the thing. Like, do you remember when some reporter asked Melania Trump, like, do you think if you like weren't so hot, like? Trump would be married to you and she was like do you think if he weren't so rich I would be married to him like well but that's the transaction that's like radical honesty right right okay so that's a transactional nature so anyway Stuart Allen Clark Alice is uh has been sidelined am I correct uh yeah he's been put on leave from his ministry of being a pastor yeah that's what happens when <laughs> the the uh, flock is co-ed. 
and half of them leave and then uh, you know force the, their um, partners to leave as well. Nice try, Stuart. A very entertaining a sermon. I appreciate it, but um, I would maybe um, you know pare it down a little bit and maybe rework it before you say it uh, and shout it out there with full confidence. I also would just, you know what, maybe we'll leave the term butch uh, holstered from now on. And that brings a whole new world of troubles that uh, you do not uh, want. Joe Manchin today, the, the, the Senate has passed the bill, the Biden super bill. Um, the American Rescue Plan. Exactly, which gives this us money, right? Gonna, this does give us money, the Shaddix. Um it gives fewer people money than the Trump administration gave money to, which is a little bit of a tough sell for Democrats. Ilan Omar was complaining about this. Like, wait a minute. How come the Republicans gave money to more people than we did? Something's wrong here. But, um, yeah, it gives the it gives everybody uh, who makes under about $150,000, $160,000 a year some mm-hmm. money. Uh, for couples, it's like seventy five for single people. But, um, yeah, so the Shattucks are lucky enough to get some money here in this plan. Uh, but somehow, like, the math seems a little weird because uh, it gives 1400 per person under a certain income. But, like, if you divide the amount of money the bill costs by the number of people in the United States, it's like $6,000. So uh, they're spending money on a lot of other stuff, including uh, they're sending money to schools for the next, like, 10 years or something crazy. So this is money to reopen the schools this year, except it's, like, not all even slated right. to be spent this year. It's, like, yeah, future Just like the years. money that was passed earlier this year mm-hmm. hasn't been spent yet. So this is yeah. just uh, this is just handing money to interest groups. In uh, in other news, it also gives paid leave to all federal employees whose school systems are not open. So they get fourteen hundred dollars per week, per week. Oh, did this thing? I don't know if we ever talked about this. Did this? Did this actually that state that remained in the bill? I think it did. That's um, disgusting. So the, the government um, workers received because of the inconvenience of having to have kids at home. Get a be- another stipend, mm-hmm. which is uh, ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, so that was a good one. Yep, fifteen Senate COVID bill retains fifteen weeks of paid leave for federal employees. Fifteen weeks for federal employees That's at fourteen hundred dollars a week. You as a not federal employee get fourteen hundred dollars total. So right. good luck to you. Obviously, that is disgusting and horrible. <laughs> and Joe Manchin is uh, one of the guys who really. Um, who really put this over the top. He's a Democrat, a blue dog Democrat, obviously from West Virginia, and he voted with the Democrats on this, and I wish he hadn't, and he, maybe he wishes he hadn't too, because he was he went on four TV shows today, Sunday, to try to put a shine on this. Um, and that's what we tried to do. When we put the cap on, Chuck, There, we've never given. Of course, um, he was actually talking to Jake, not Chuck, at that moment. <laughs> But when you work, it's hard work the when you go to lots and of, you have all those yeah. shows to go to. It is something that will happen. Not a great, uh, I not a great bill. This, these giveaways are disgusting. They're horrible, disgusting. Everybody in Congress should get fired. They're all disgusting. And I, I'm okay. Do you know who I love though? Is I love Kirsten Cinema. Right. She's a winner. So her and Joe Manchin, they're the only Democrats. Uh, 
holding us back with the finger in the dam against totally getting rid of the filibuster and uh, destroying America forever. So that's a plus. We like Mansion and Cinema for that. But also we like Kristen Cinema because in an homage to John McCain's famous thumbs down on repealing Obamacare vote, uh, she went out and voted against throwing the $15 minimum wage in this bill with a big thumbs down in essentially a Catholic schoolgirl outfit. Is that yes. a fair is that a fair description yes. of what she was wearing when she gave this big attitudinal thumbs down? And obviously the left and the Democratic Socialists and everybody else are really, really mad that she gave a big thumbs down to a $15 minimum wage while wearing a cute outfit and also having a $100 Lululemon bag. Yes. And like just the whole thing. It was really petty and unbecoming of anybody in in Congress, but I was glad to see it because the world's in anyway. Who cares? <laughs> My new favorite guy in Congress, by the way, is Congressman Byron Donalds. Okay. He is from, he's a Florida congressman. He is, I think, Oh, cool. That's going to be my new home state sooner or later here. I'm going to move to Florida. 42 years old, and this viral video of him saying how much this bill sucked has uh, made its way around the world. Hey, good evening. Byron Donalds, member of Congress from the great state of Florida, Congressional District 19. He's in the rotunda here. <laughs> and... For our friends in the media, I do want to apologize. I actually left my mask in my office. Why do I bring that up? Because it's important that in our capital, we start talking about the things that are real and not the things that are fake. You see, I already had COVID-19. The attending physician in this very capital gave me the antibody test last week. I still have it. I'm not spreading anything. I forgot my mask. The reality is, if you have antibodies, you're actually okay. The other reality is, is that the President of the United States, the Vice President of the United States, the Speaker of the House, have all been inoculated. They have the vaccine, but they still wear their masks anyway. The reason they do this is because Washington is accustomed to fan dances. Washington is accustomed to doing fake things that don't matter. What the media will never... You say fan dances? Um, Washington is a cut. fan bases. I thought he was. really. I think he said fan dances. I don't know. I'm not sure. I tell you is, last year, four point one trillion dollars was appropriated to battle not only coronavirus but to get our economy back on track. A trillion dollars of that money still has not been spent, and in this bill that we're about to vote on in a couple of hours, only five hundred billion dollars goes towards either COVID nineteen or money to help the American people. That's it. 1.5 trillion is waste. 1.5 trillion is going to pay for bridges in New York or underground tunnels in California. Things that have nothing to do with the coronavirus. One other thing I want to point out is that some of our Democrat colleagues on the other side of the aisle, they know it's wasteful too. But the reason why you're going to see them vote for this bill is because they don't want to have to run for re-election without the support of Nancy Pelosi and the DCCC. You see, that's real. That's what's actually happening up here at Capitol Hill. And my hope is that the Times and the Post and everybody else in the mainstream media actually report those facts. You see, the American people are being taken advantage of in the nation's capital. They will tell us that 70% of the American people support this bill. But if you actually talk to Americans in their everyday life and you tell them that $1.5 trillion will never see their business, never see their pocketbooks, never go to address COVID-19, 
they would never support a bill like that. And that is why myself and the freshman members of the Republican conference are not going to support this bill either. It is time we speak truth in the nation's capital. It's time we get real in the nation's capital and not support radical, wasteful, wasteful, and fake relief bills like this bill tonight. Thank you. Congressman Byron Donalds. Excellent. Well said. Exciting about this guy. I hope he has a good career. Mm-hmm. I hope we have uh, voices of uh, reasoned thought in the uh, walls, the halls of Congress, because we need it. We need it. We need it. Down the street at the White House, President Biden, you took a moment to congratulate uh, some folks from NASA. I think this is about the Mars rover, mm-hmm. where, Mar- where the Mars rover was uh, in it into some a place that looked like Argentina or something, shooting video that I don't find useful in a planet I don't find useful. Trump's uh, <coughs> anti-space exploration. I'm anti, until they can find I'm something good. I'm pro-space exploration. Oh, God. I so, love space. I love sci-fi. Yeah. I'm all for sci-fi it. Sci-fi is fun. Space does not live up to that. <laughs> That's the problem. And his stuff with this... You got well, this, it's never going to live up to it unless we explore This big remote-controlled car on I'm Mars. I'm ready to move to outer space. <laughs> so that's... Uh, I'm ready to head out. Plan- I'm remote, done with planet Earth. These Marge Rovers things are is, mm-hmm. are useless. <laughs> they never, we don't see anything out we there. We heard audio moment. from Mars last month. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we heard. So anyway, Biden gets on the uh, phone at the White House during a photo spray to thank the, a NASA astronaut or scientist, whatever. We have Dr. Mohan here with me. Uh, she, of course, you know her from the landing covers. Hey, Doc. Uh, how are you? I'm doing very well, Mr. President. I just thank want you, you to know. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Are you kidding me? What an honor this is. This is an incredible honor. And it's amazing. Indian of dissent Americans are taking over the country. Ooh. You, my vice president, my speechwriter, <laughs> Vanai, I tell you what, but thank you. You guys are incredible. Did you want to say something? I'll be, I'll be quiet. Uh, yeah, she's going to get off the floor first. Uh, you people have taken over the country. You've broken out of the convenience stores, and now every field is under siege from you. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. So for like, I'm not joking. This guy has got this talent for this kind of stuff that is incredible. Incredible and would be the ticket out the door if he were a Republican. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. We get it. We get it. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African American yeah. <laughs> who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook. They're taking over the world. <laughs> In his personal interactions with black children uh, during his formative years at the pool, I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. Jesus! And the kids oh, used to sorry. come up and reach in the pool and rub my. Sorry, Gorham. I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean to say that. My leg down, so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. How was he? Because I learned roaches. about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on what my lap. What are the roaches? Who are the roaches exactly? I don't know what that is supposed and to Corn mean. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Boys. And I did. Yeah. Uh, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, 
one of the things you had to use if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. So I walked out with the chain. And I- Somebody was bathing capless, so uh, Iron Man Joe's going <laughs> to lay him to waste. So, this, honestly, like, this might as well be a foreign language to me, frankly. Like, if you use pomade in your hair, you had to come out <laughs> with the chain. Like, what, what are we even, like, is this English? I think that we honestly, like, need to define this as a different dialect because I can't, like, I cannot relate to that. Walked up to my car, and they had, they, in those days, used to remember the straight race, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. Okay. Orderly. <laughs> all right. So there you go, Joe Biden. I like to, I mean, this is all, when you hire Joe Biden for a job, he has been the number one gaff machine laughing stock in it's talk radio circles now for four decades. So this is you're gonna get some of this stuff. I look forward to it. I want more of this <laughs> off the cuff. I ain't fooling, man. As stuff. Oh, so on that note, we do have an announcement from Jen Psaki since our last show, which is that Biden will, in fact, have a press conference in which he takes impromptu questions by the end of March. Ooh, my goodness! <laughs> Tap the brakes a little, Jen. That's a <laughs> That's a lot of Joe By Biden. the end of March. So, you know, like that's that's very soon. It's almost as Their soon administration as the is asking last... that uh, Indian reporters excuse themselves from this, if you don't mind. Yeah, try in case something have... trigger him into a actually, semi-racist tirade. Actually, maybe just don't even have women come to this one. Yes. Because anything could happen with Joe and like it's just not worth it really for him. But that's like, that's... You know, it's just Joby and Joe. You got to, like, let some stuff slide. He wears cute Ray-Bans. We just, we go with the flow a little bit. And, like, you know, the last uh, 40 years worth of presidents have had press conferences where they took questions by now. So I think there was another Jen Psaki piece, wasn't there? She likes to use well, expression. Circle back, Jen Psaki, circle back. <laughs> That's your way of saying to the media pack. If a fact's in doubt, you'll go find things out and give more details when you circle back. All right, so we've had a, the administration change a policy mm-hmm. position here. Alice, could you fill us in, please? Um, so, Axios, March 5th, this is now two days ago. Uh, Axios, scoop. The CDC is allowing shelters handling child migrants to expand to 100% capacity, abandoning a requirement to stay at 50% capacity as a COVID precaution. So, I mean, I guess the precaution makes sense to me as we have all American school children in school part time because they're, you know, 50% of American children are now hybrid or remote because you know their schools can't accommodate the distancing and all that stuff so so you have to have fewer children in the school building at a time which is why you know they've been keeping migrant shelters at 50 percent because it's not safe to have them all close together so the cdc is very science-based and has been following that precaution but now i guess Maybe with dropping COVID, I don't know. The CDC, I know, would only absolutely be driven by science in something as important and, um, you know, life-threatening as COVID policy. So, but the CDC now says that child migrant shelters can be 100% full. They can fill all the beds. 
This is remarkable. This is remarkable and does differ uh, from what Circleback Saki had said just a week ago. There's a pandemic going on. I'm sure you're not suggesting that we have children right next to each other uh, in ways that are not COVID safe, are you? Yes. Yes, we are. And now that is happening. They are right next to each other in ways that are not COVID safe. Because there's a pandemic going on, yes, but there's also a, a huge exodus from Central America into the United States because they're invited by Joe Biden. So that's where we are. That's great. There was also a big NBC News story today um, about a a woman who lost her daughter, tragically, in a car accident at the U.S. border. Um because Verlin Cardona's daughter, Yesenia, age 23, was packed into an SUV with 24 other people trying to cross the border from Mexico into the United States. Uh, Cardona and her daughter, Yesenia, were riding in the Ford Expedition truck that crashed in Southern California, leaving 13 people dead and a dozen other injured. Yesenia was one of 13 people who died Tuesday when the van they were packed in collided with a semi-trailer truck carrying gravel in Imperial County. The region is known to be a human smuggling route. Um, So they talk on about the accident, all this stuff. Um, Her dad was already in the United States. They were trying to get into the United States to build a better life for themselves, fleeing violence in their home country. Um, Cardona told Telemundo she was unaware of the conditions under which the group of migrants would be taken to California. The Ford Expedition truck they boarded uh, with seatbelts for eight passengers was packed with 25 people in all. They got us so fast into the truck they put a lot of them in and just closed the door on us. We told them that we no longer fit and they closed the door on us and we couldn't do anything. I had two people on top of me. According to Border Patrol videos, the Ford Expedition in which they were traveling and another suburban van with 19 migrants on board crossed into the United States through a whole in the border fence it's weird it's almost like these people would have been better off had somebody built say some kind of wall type of barrier on the u.s mexico border i don't know i can't uh think of any words to explain something like that but uh so the semi-tractor trailer truck that collided with them did not stop at a stop sign at the intersection the force of the crash and lack of seat belts by the 25 people packed into the board expedition caused many of the passengers to fly out of the van and be killed um she said if you're going to risk your lives don't do it i know that all of us at times because of a dream and to flee violence we do it but we ended up in this situation that we're in the victims who died ranged from 15 to 55 years old 10 of the deceased were mexican nationals according to the mexican consulate uh uh they say the border patrol was not chasing them at the time so this wasn't an issue of enforcement or something that the united states did to this group of people this was a bunch of people who were taken advantage of by human traffickers smugglers who who received a lot of money to supposedly bring these people safely over the border and got them killed because they were packed into a van that did not have seatbelts for all the people on board. And this is the type of behavior that the Biden administration, with their signaling that they favor a lax immigration policy in the near future and granting amnesty in the near future, when you send those signals, you encourage people to pack themselves 25 people into a Ford expedition and zoom across the border so a bunch of people die. And, like, honestly, I I lay those deaths at his door because that's, seriously, that's that's the fruit that this policy bears. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. And 
And when you encourage people, you're empowering the smugglers, you're making them money, the human traffickers, the people who are dangerous criminals in this sense, putting money into organized crime, all this stuff. This is not good people. They don't care about human lives. They're not trying to help people make their lives better. They're getting people killed. And that's who you're empowering. That's who you're helping with these policies. I mean, forget the fact that the left called the, you know, the the facilities where we keep child migrants, that they called them concentration camps for four years under Trump, even though they didn't call them that the previous years under Obama. And now they're not called mm-hmm. that under Biden. So, like, that's hypocrisy. And we can all point the finger and say, like, la, 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 it's hypocritical. But, like... This, like, Biden stuff where we promise people amnesty if they just make it across the border by some certain date, like, this actually gets people killed. Not only does it contribute to the, like, uh, the children packed into shipping containers Mm -hmm. at the border situation, but it also, like, people legitimately die because of this. It's... It's bad. It's not a good thing. sexual assaults, there's deaths all during these voyages, and these are things that... This news media never bothered mm-hmm. to look at if, for yeah. the last four years. They no. never bothered to look into it. What's what they didn't want to tell that story. Instead, last year they told the story of uh, Donald Trump suggesting that there are coyotes smuggling children and women around uh, over the border. That he yeah. actually meant the animal, the dog coyote <laughs> right? was doing it. And, and so they spent their time you. writing news stories and having segments and the comedians laughing about Donald Trump saying there were wily coyote <laughs> was out there doing this stuff. Right. But I mean, does not just tell you how like just news illiterate of everybody course. is when it comes to the border? The fact that anybody could actually believe the story that he meant literal animal coyotes and not. Like yes. human traffic smugglers. Speaking of um, coyotes, Wiley Coyotes, um, his, um, what do you call somebody in the same profession? Um, his colleague. Colleague. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew is in trouble now. Charles Blow of the New York Times, who's not a genius, wrote an op-ed titled Six Seuss Books Bore a Bias, where he argued racism, yada, 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 yada. And now he talks about, um, he is angry about um, Pepe Le Pew. And Pepe Le Pew, of course, is the very uh, amorous skunk for Warner Brothers. I mean, I'm shocked, honestly, he saying, that he's not being canceled yeah. for being a French stereotype. To right, start that's, with. A, that's a good point. So, so and, um, not only did Charles Blow actually write about Pepe Le Pew as seriously, like an adult, saying that it was problematic in rape culture, this and that, but he said, he said, uh, he tweeted after that, said, Let's see. Pepe Le Pew grabs, kisses a girl, stranger, repeatedly without consent and against her will. Now, Pepe Le Pew is not only not only a skunk, <laughs> but he is, in fact, an animation of a skunk. And he's a fictional animation I of a skunk. I also am not sure that Pepe <laughs> Le Pew is, like, the protagonist. Like, I'm not right. sure that he's supposed to be sympathetic. Like, we're supposed to be like, yeah, right. you get that girl skunk. Yes, his I'm behavior sure. is right on. That is excellent. Excellent etiquette. And uh, those are wonderful manners. And two, she struggles mightily to get away from him, but he won't release her. We all notice that, Charles. That's the theme <laughs> of the cartoon, that Pepe Le Pew is an overcoloned guy... Now it's also the mm-hmm. there's also the fact that Pepe Le Pew was uh, was pursuing a cat Charles <laughs> which is another thing a cat who happened to walk under paint and get a mouse uh, get a skunk stripe so Pepe was way off base to begin with <laughs> but this is all worth a big uh, op-ed in the York Is that co- not like a I thought that was a um <clears throat> pro uh 
interracial marriage message? The I don't know. Skunk cat this mar- helped, love. This helped teach boys that <laughs> no didn't really mean no, says uh, Charles Blow in his tweet. Is that what it helped? Is that what that what that's what it meant? Okay, so first of all, as no, we addressed no. earlier, um, all women are like deigning to tolerate men to start with. So in a sense, like all relationships are, have a little bit of Pepe Le Pew, where he's like attempting, and the woman is being like, "Uh, yeah, no thanks." In his woke um, mm-hmm. woke tweet, he says they didn't even give the woman the ability to speak. Speak in all caps. Among other things, there's no woman. <laughs> Again, there's a cat. This is a cartoon with fake characters doing fantastical things. There's a skunk pursuing a cat <laughs> in this cartoon. God, imagine, imagine. Uh, and he's a laughing stock. Is he not supposed? To, are we not supposed to laugh at Pepe Le Pew because he's ridiculous and not like a role model? I don't know. Or does Charles Blow think that the Pepe Le Pew cartoons were intended as like a romantic instruction manual for men? Mumford and Sons canceled. Dang. Mumford and Stun- Sons. Uh, Winston Marshall. I do like the, that group. I think they're good. I don't, I don't um, think I can name a Mumford and Sons said, song. I'm you sorry. know them. Yes, you do. I've heard of Mumford like and Sons, the, but I don't sound... know any of their songs, I don't think. You do. No. I do. That sounds like it. It ain't me, boy. That's not what they say. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Let me get you a Mumford and Sons song, okay? I look forward to being educated by our listeners. I'm sure they're going to send us a lot of tweets about how many Mumford and Sons songs I should You know a bunch of their songs. I don't know that I do. I don't know any. Um, What's the big song? I don't know any Mumford and Sons songs. But apparently they're fascists, basically. Well, right. Take away from the news today. Because uh, one of them apparently read Andy Ngo's book. I don't Andy know. Andy Knows book. Andy Knows book. Um. Weep for yourself, my man. You know the song, right? Be oh, okay, I have heard heart. this. Yeah. Weep, little lion, man. It's not your fault, but okay. mine. Yeah, I have and heard this. And it was your heart on the line. So they got a bunch of these. They're good. Didn't I, my dear? Yeah. So uh, Winston Marshall said, congratulations, Mr. Andy No. Finally had the time to read your important book. You're a brave man. Andy No's a guy who's who, who's been covering Antifa for years. He got a milkshake po- thrown at him. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. For doing this now, that pushes on to end and cancel Mumford and Sons for being evil right-wing fascists. Because uh, everyone You're knows not allowed that Andy... To- Andy Ngo, who's a... Andy No. Uh, say Andy No, please. Andy else. No? Yes, I don't please. know how to say his name. It's just No. Just, okay. <laughs> so okay. Andy No, Andy who is, no an, is a is an gay Asian, Asian man. And um, he is uh, he's considered a white supremacist by Antifa. And so now anybody who reads his book is also a white supremacist, apparently. So. Uh, okay. So, and... so much for Mumford and Sons. Oh, God. I, gotta, I forgot. I got one more thing to do, Alice. What do you have one more thing to one do? One more thing. We've got to play this this uh, video of, this is Jennifer Jennifer Lee. That's not her, though. Or, it's she. Okay. Um, it's uh, the Instagram. Alice, the, the girl's name is Allison. Okay, her name is Allison. Anyway, she goes to a drive through restaurant. She's in the car. The person in the drive through wants her to wear a mask. She's not sure why. Hi. Do uh, you have a mask? No, I don't. I can give you one. Uh, you can give me one? I can give you one. Why do I... I need you to wear a mask. So you can hand me a mask? I can hand you one, yeah. But you can't hand me the drink without a mask? You've got to wear a mask. 
How does that make any sense? That's what, that's what I, I just need you to wear a mask when you do your mind? Well, if you can hand me a mask, why can't you just hand me the drink? I can hand you the mask. <laughs> so he can... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the guy wasn't a jerk. No, he, he wasn't. was just doing He's his just, job, but, but they're both apparently. stuck. They're both stuck in this moronic world right now, where all, we're all forced to do dumb things that we know are dumb and don't make any sense. So mm-hmm. I'm glad she brought it to light. No problem with the guy whatsoever. Oh, Alice, 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 Alice. What else are we missing? Anything? So we did find actual footage of Tom in a Barnes and Noble this week. Oh yes, yes, I love this. Hold on, one <laughs> nice setup too, Alice. I should have been ready. I was poking around. Here we go. Books, oh, no. books are for pussies. Oh, no, 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 no. Go get the gym. <laughs> That's some jerk walking through a Barnes and Noble. This video yeah. right here is actually a couple of years old. I just found it so funny that I like had to keep it going. F books. I like it. He's just a jerk. And we got to get back to fundamental jerkism uh, once again after this is all over rather than ratting each other out. Um, Now, uh, what was the piece on Melrose or something? And uh, was it Melrose Moms or something? Yeah. So this is an important uh, this is an important thing that happened in the moms group from the town we used to live in Melrose. Um, And basically this mom was inquiring because she signed her kid up for um pre-k in melrose massachusetts this year but the mask requirements are that they have to wear a mask the entire day and she because of her work schedule was not going to be able to pick up her kid at the end of the school day at 3 p.m was not going to be able to pick their her kid up until 5 p.m so she was a little concerned that um the mask requirements was that her four-year-old was going to have to wear a mask from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. with only a break for lunch. Um, And uh, fortunately, the other Melrose moms were right here for her on this and and gave her a lot of reassurance about having her four-year-old wear masks from 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. five days a week. Um, So... Uh, one mom said, my son was in pre-K wearing masks from 8 to 3. Happy to answer questions about it. He's just done great, and it's become the norm. <laughs> He's done great. Um, and then uh, another one says, same here. Our just-turned-5-year-old wore his masks from 8 to 5 and has been totally nonplussed. Didn't love it at first, but now it's like wearing socks. He's been in daycare since July when he was four and a half. It's like wearing socks on your head. <laughs> Over your nose and mouth. Yeah, you don't it's breathe great. through your feet. Um, my son was four when he returned to daycare from eight to five. He adjusted the mask very well. I have to remind him to take it off. No problem. My daughter is four in pre-K, wears her mask all day. He thinks the mask is an appendage now. It's That seems very healthy. (laughs) My three and a half year old has been wearing one all day. No problem. I have to remind her to take it off again when she gets home. I agree with the comments above. My five-year-old has worn his daily eight to five. He puts it on when we leave the house and routinely forgets to take it off when we come home. Dr. Fauci, the CDC recommended us holding my child's hand in the toaster for 30 seconds. And at first it was very painful for him, but he's adapting very well. I'm so proud of him. Here we go. My almost three-year-old has moved to the preschool room and he's been amazing at keeping his mask on. Social pressure helps and finding the right mask. Psychotic. 
That's fine. Nobody's crazy. We have two kids in daycare from 8 to 4. They wear them the whole time except meals. I have to remind them to take them off in the car. Kids are so much more adaptable than adults. They never complain. I'm honestly shocked because when school was reopening, my four-year-old still refused to wear one. See? You just got to force them. And then, you know, they don't like it at first, but you just force them. They're adaptable. They They like it. They can be broken like anybody else. Oh, man. My preschool has been wearing a mask for those hours. Uh, and since she was almost four, and it's never been a problem. My son just turned five, and he wears his from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. at preschool every day. Okay, enough of the March of the Psychos. Uh, but then we have <laughs> and then we have one person who, uh, who compliments all these parents on their fabulous parenting. Uh, she says, wow, this is great. Melrose family is dealing properly with the global pandemic. Thank your kids for being so smart and taking care of our world and each other. Well done, moms. So congratulations to all of you who have forced your child to put a piece of fabric over their face uh, 45 hours a week for uh, the last year. Just that put this seems... on or mommy will die. Now have a good day at school today. That's great. Yes. If the mask slips at all, mommy dies. <laughs> yeah. You know that. Or mommy will die. Yeah, that's another good one because I also saw a parent who was um, very upset that the school allowed more children back this week without warning her extremely psychologically fragile child um, that she posted on Facebook and said, my daughter got off the bus yesterday totally panicked. She worried all day she was going to get COVID and give it to me because of all the added kids on the bus. Had I known when more kids would be returning, I could have reassured her that the kids would still be wearing masks and the windows would be open. She had to bear the weight of worrying she was going to get her parents sick for no reason. During these times, communication and reassurance is huge. So see, the school, by allowing more children to go to school, caused her child to be worried all day that she would kill her parents. So that's mm-hmm. that's who caused the problem. I this please, please parents, please, please try not to make your child think that by normal behavior they're going to kill you. Right. Don't make <laughs> your kids crazy like you are, you know, because you're obviously not having a good run here and it uh it doesn't make things better to ruin them. Uh all right, Alice, before we go, mm-hmm. I have one thing. This is an audible. I have to talk to you about. Okay. And I want you, you out there listening right now as well, to think about this. So, this is a mind experiment, tell us. Okay. Everything? So, the other day, this is true. The other day, I was walking, walking the dog. Mm-hmm. On my walk, I was a couple of miles away. And I was approaching one, I was on the left side of the street, so I can see the incoming traffic. So, mm-hmm. at least I have a chance to get away rather than getting clipped. I'm walking up the street, and I'm approaching, probably um, 80 feet away, I'm approaching a mailbox, and a guy, the owner of the mailbox, is walking to the mailbox to get the mail. Okay. So, it just went through my mind thinking, like, you know, I wasn't wasn't thrilled that I would be on, like, that we could possibly have an interaction. Mm -hmm. Then I thought, you know, there's nothing... There's not too much of a reason that he would have to be hanging around that mailbox once he gets that mail. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he'll grab his mail and he's going to go right in. Because not too much you can do, right? Right. But then I thought, like, what if he wanted to have an interaction with me and I didn't want to have an interaction with him? And let's say I've got, we'll say call it 100 feet and I'm closing in mm-hmm. and he's at his mailbox. 
It's like, what can I do to try to avoid interaction? Let's say I could tell he wanted to have one. He just had that you look. You could just like stop walking forward. Well, no, no, no. But I have to keep walking. I'm, I'm, am walking, yeah, and but, it would be, it would be very obvious. But no, but, but hold, like on, hold on, hold on. COVID no, lets no, no, you no, have no, that. Okay. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Okay. I'm listening still. So now, so let's mix it up a little bit. Let's say you, it's different scenario, but mailbox in person walking mm-hmm. as well. Let's say you're the person getting the mail. Okay. And you see the person coming 100 feet away. Let's, it could even be you and a handsome young man, Alice, okay. when you're uh, younger, or me and a young woman, or any of you listening, you know. And you're getting the mail, and then you see that the beautiful woman coming this you way. You see Tom Shattuck approaching, so well, you want to well, stall for well, time. So, 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 okay. So, what can you do to prolong your time there at the mailbox so that you can engage? You open a piece of mail there at the mailbox. Okay. How acceptable is that? Does that happen a lot? Is I mean, that, you can if you have something that, urgent. Yeah, you can open a piece of mail at the mailbox if you want to stall for time, I feel. All right, but it seems to me, are you going to read all of the mail? What if you time it out wrong and the thing you have is just a throwaway thing? Well, and, I mean, you can keep looking at it. The person walking doesn't know how so long do a you, letter it is, right? Do you keep on opening the mail at the <laughs> mailbox? I mean, I don't know how many pieces of mail I can get through before it becomes weird. Is that right. The Let's say there are two pieces of mail. Mm-hmm. You've now perused it. You've still got fifty feet. This person, this <laughs> Tom Shattuck's walking really slowly. Really slowly. Okay. You still got fifty feet. Yeah, I mean, I don't. What know other that activities I can... can you do that make uh, any sense at all? You can like check that the mail flag is down and like close up the box. How <laughs> much are you playing with the mail flag? I don't know. <laughs> okay, got it down. <laughs> right. You can drop the mail. <laughs> okay, true. But you really can only drop the mail once. Right. Maybe it's really windy, though. If already, it's really windy, already, your could blow away and you could, like, chase it. I guess so. <laughs> but already, you've done a lot of things at the mailbox. <laughs> Right. And so the person incoming, and I would appreciate, if it were me, I would assume it would be a woman who found me creepy anyway, who's like, oh my God, this guy is just looking for things to do at the mailbox so I can engage him. But if you're the guy or the woman at the mailbox, mm-hmm. what other what other chances do you have? You can't pretend to be on a phone call because right. that phone call has to end so you can talk to engage, which is mm-hmm. the whole point. Right. Right, I don't know. Do you have something in mind? I don't know. I've given you all my ideas of what I could do to um, well, uh, reading the mail. The mailbox. Reading the mail is the winner because Mm -hmm. that still is shady. (laughs) Like I like to read it right out here, right in front of it, in 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 the elements, which right now is like twenty six degrees. I just can't wait to read my Verizon bill. (laughs) Can't wait to see. Huh? Kilowatts? (laughs) Huh? Look at that. Month by month, the way they break it down is magnificent. Magnificent. Uh, you but could, you know anything to have a meeting with Tom Shattuck at the mailbox, I guess. Well, you could also, if you've got, like, we've got two mailboxes, our mailbox and the mailbox. We had mailbox. two mailboxes. Right. They're, they're all smashed now. But you can, you could also begin grabbing your neighbor's mail, which True. looks odd, maybe a felony. <laughs> It is. But it's just at least doing stuff. Mm -hmm. So we actually 
our daughter, if you recall, had to do a random act of kindness this week. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a bridge too far when we suggested to her that she could bring the neighbor's mail up to their house. Yes, she wasn't going to do that. <laughs> that was way so too much So let's think work. about this. And I'd like to, if you mm-hmm. guys can think about it as well, put yourself in the position as the aggressor, as the guy at the mailbox <laughs> who wants to meet up. Only with in a, your head or, anyway is the person at the mailbox the aggressor. Well, I was thinking, well, okay. like, that's the person who wants to meet. Because I was thinking as I was walking towards this guy, there's not too much more this guy can do. He's got it gold now. He's he's going to be out of my way by the time I get there because there's nothing else to do. He could tie his shoe. I mean, sure, but then he's like down in a he could, prone position. Right, as he could you pretend walk by, it's a to be looking for his dog, but then the person may help or may want to help. Mm-hmm. You know, what she look like? I can help, you know? Well, actually, well, that would mean you'd be engaged with the person anyway. Mm-hmm. So these are important questions, Alice, and each side must be analyzed and optimized. Okay. So that we can work such things. Mostly, out. I try and avoid all human interactions at all times. So, well, obviously, that's the that's the smart <laughs> fallback to almost every situation. But anyway, uh, yeah, if you have uh, more guidance on this situation, please do <laughs> let me know what to do. It reminds me of the time. Uh, um, it reminds me of the time when I worked at the front desk of a hotel, mm-hmm. and one of the young ladies who worked at the front desk, um, she was um, she while I was working with her, flowers came for her from a secret admirer or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you know, and then another guy who worked there who worked overnights, mm-hmm. he called up. He needed to schedule whatever, and his name I think might have been Tom. And I said. I said, hey, Tom, well, I can't believe you sent Catherine flowers. That was really great. She's like blown away. And he's like, wow, really? She liked them? And I was like, oh, my God, I was right. It was this guy. I had no reason to believe it. I was just testing it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, my God, I suddenly have this this information I hold. I am now in possession of something that could be sensitive or powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's it kind of fizzled out from there. Good story. I could have done more with that situation. I, I don't understand how that's related to the mailbox, though. Um, those are my two original <laughs> thoughts I've ever had. <laughs> I think. <laughs> For more of Tom Shattuck's original thoughts, you can check him out at Twitter at Tom Shattuck. There is also the Burn Barrel Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. You can find us also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. And if you'd like to uh, engage with Alice about how she dresses a little butch too, <laughs> as she desperately tried to make that story about her, please feel free to. She is at Alice Shattuck on Twitter. Are you Alice Shattuck on Twitter, Alice? Okay. I am Alice about- please somebody give her attention in that part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You can send both of us an email, bonebarrelpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also check out our uh, YouTube channel. That's Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on YouTube. You can subscribe, like the videos, leave a comment, write us a review. Supposedly, it really does help with like getting listeners and all that good stuff. So uh, tell us what you think. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.